Welcome to What the Wealth, a financial planning and investment podcast for professionals and families to help you navigate life's financial transitions. Jonathan's mission is to facilitate the ability for you to plan for and create the life you love, free from anxiety about money. And now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Jonathan Bedner. Welcome to What the Wealth. This is episode 12. And today we have Crystal Williams, who is the owner of Smart Money Financial Coaching. She is in Tennessee, and she's a Dave Ramsey uh, preferred financial coach. And I've met uh, Crystal over the last year or so, looking to uh, really have someone that is in the same frame of mind uh, as myself, who wants to teach people uh, about money, have the heart of a teacher, and really guide them to make wise financial decisions. So, you know, in this episode, we're going to talk some about uh, how Crystal walks clients through uh, their financial journey, making smart financial decisions. We'll talk a little bit about the difference between a financial coach and a financial advisor, and uh, just hear a little bit of background about how she operates her business and how she uh, helps clients again make make smart financial decisions. So welcome, Crystal. Hello, Jonathan. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So give us a little bit about uh, background about you. So you started Smart Money Financial Coaching when and how did you how did you decide that you wanted to make this career transition into financial coaching? Well, I started thinking about it a couple years ago when I started noticing how more and more people around me were talking about money, that they were very frustrated with their finances and they couldn't see a way out or they wanted to handle their money better, but they didn't know how. And I could totally relate to that because that's my story as well. What did you do before before you got into this? Um, I was a paralegal at a law firm. Um, I have 20 years legal experience. Money's a really a taboo topic I've noticed in, in offices and even around friends. And it's an important conversation to have. Most people think of it as, at least in my experience, as you're always comparing yourself to what this person does or that person does or the Joneses or their neighbor or their best friend. And, uh, you know, I think we always put ourselves down because someone else may have it better. And, you know, I think Sebastian in The Little Mermaid says the seaweed's not always greener in someone else's pond or someone else's lake. But it's important to have someone like you who is an advocate for them, someone that they can trust and lean on. You've obviously got lots of legal experience and then, you know, getting involved with some of the money discussions, now you're able to help co- coach people into making you know, behavioral finance decisions that can really change the trajectory of their, of their livelihoods. Absolutely. So talk to me about um, Smart Money Financial Coaching. That's the business that you own and how you uh, interact with clients, you know, what services you provide, how you do it, you know, what's your style. Just talk to me about how you, how you do smart money financial coaching? Sure. So one of the first things I do is I always offer people 
a complimentary consultation. And during that consultation, my only goal is to understand that person or family's financial situation and where they want to be. So we start, we talk through where they are now, where they want to be, and what's getting in their way of getting there. Do you ever have times where I, I feel like I run to this a lot as a as a certified financial planner is people really don't know what their why is. I mean, they've never really sat down to think about the why is money important to them. Do you run into that issue as well? Absolutely. And that is one of the things that I focus on uh, in the very beginning when I start working with a client is determining what their why is. Um, And they'll initially say, well, I need to learn how to budget and I need to get out of debt. But the reality is no one really wants to learn how to budget. No one really wants to save to pay for a roof or insurance premiums. There's something deeper there. I mean, what are you looking for when you're wanting to get your finances in order? So we really dive deep into that discussion on what kind of life are you really after? What are you wanting to create for yourself and for your family? Um, A lot of times people come to me and they want to start a business or they want to travel more or they want to spend more time with their families, but they can't figure out how to do that. So we focus on that why and start building a plan around that. Um, And of course, that involves behavior changes and it involves creating a spending plan that's realistic for their life now and also where they want to be. Do you have maybe any favorite questions that you ask when you're kind of initially trying to scratch deeper into the surface of, of a client's why? Is there, is there some questions that you ask? And, and I think that that may help listeners today think about um, digging deeper into, you know, answering the same questions for themselves just without maybe you or I on the line with them. Uh, really forcing them to answer those questions, but they can at least start to maybe self-assess. I have a couple of questions I'll share, but I'm curious if if you have any that you know you you use uh, for clients to dig deeper on what their why is. Well, to get to the root of their why, the best question to ask is why. So that's something that I'll ask over and over again. You know, if they say I want to get out of debt. Why do you want to get out of debt? Well, I don't want to be stressed anymore. Why don't you want to be stressed anymore? And, and you know, what is this stress creating your, in your life? What is, how is it affecting you? So we really, why is just a powerful question to use in itself? I think that's a great example. And, and we do a lot of the same thing with, with our clients. It, it forces someone to just constantly dig deeper. It's almost like my three-year-old asking me, well, you know, why does the sun shine? Well, why is it yellow? Well, why is it hot outside? Well, you know, and they, it's just constantly going. And just because is not a good enough answer for Kate. You know, I, I have to come up with what the real reason is. Some of them probably are not the actual scientific reason, but to her, it sounds good. But I can't just say just because. And I think that's where, uh, you know, a financial coach comes into play. It forces the client or the individual to really dig deeper 
and come up with an answer versus just kind of stopping at the surface level and really, you know, brings the issue to the surface when you're just doing these self-assessments and say, well, I want to get out of debt because I don't want any debt. That's really, really good. But there's usually some other power, you know, some underlying issue there. One of the questions I like to ask is, you know, what do we need to do over the next three years to make this, you know, last three years successful. So fast forward, you know, we're recording this on on June 15th. Um, So if I was, you know, asking you this question, I would say, Crystal, imagine today is June 15th, 2023. What has to happen in the previous three years for you to consider the decisions you've made to be successful? And that's another way of just asking why. But it, it, you know, kind of says, well, I would be out of debt. Okay, well, what do we need to do to start getting to that three-year mark? So a couple of the other questions I ask sometimes are, you know, if you had 24 hours to live, and this is a little bit of, you know, morbid, but if you had 24 hours to live, you know, how would you spend your last 24 hours? Or can you live your life with no regrets? And some of those other questions, I think, really force people to to sit down and think and it makes conversations quite uncomfortable sometimes as I'm sure you can imagine. Oh absolutely. I have all kinds of uncomfortable conversations with people. <laughs> it's uh it's amazing. A lot of people tell us a lot of things that I don't know that they would confess to their pastor or a lot of times maybe not their significant significant other doesn't know, but it's important to bring these questions to the surface or get, get to the bottom of these, these questions with, with real answers so that we can make a meaningful impact on, on people's lives. Absolutely. And managing your money is so much more about behavior than it is numbers on a budget. There's just so much uh, psychology behind it and behavioral science behind it and really understanding why you do what you do with your money. Um, So one of the other questions that I like to ask uh, people is, what did you learn about money growing up? That right there is one of my most powerful questions. Uh, I love to ask people, and I always, it's almost like a light bulb moment for people. What What kind of answers do you get? Oh, typically I get, um, our family didn't talk about money yeah. or I get the other extreme. Uh, my family was always very conscientious about money. We learned money didn't uh, grow on trees and we had to be very careful with money. That's another one. Sometimes people don't talk about money because money is not an issue in their families, but there's plenty of it to go around and that that's not, and not an issue. But for most people, that's not the case. Yeah, money is uh, definitely a means to get from point A to point Z. And whether you don't currently have resources or you have an abundance of resources, you need to be educated on wise implementation and use of money so that you can continue to care for yourself and your family, but also make an impact for others. You know, I'm a big believer in sharing and giving and, and you know, we are all blessed and using money to make a positive impact on other others' lives is usually one of the most important goals I see clients have. Now, it may be to make a positive impact on their family's lives, or it may be a positive impact on 
the lives of a charity or some organization or a church or something like that. But most people, I've noticed at least, primary goal uh, is usually retirement. And that may be, you know, retirement income now because they're already retired or about to retire. It may be retirement income later because they are uh, younger and they, they know they need to save for retirement to generate income when they do retire in 20, 30, 40 years. And so there's usually some sort of legacy aspect. I want my children to have X number of dollars. But then usually there's, a, you know, the, the second big goal a lot of people have is what impacts can they have in their community or in their church or you know, some philanthropic event that they have. I mean, we do plan for people to buy boats, but that's really not a, a goal or, or sea dues or cars or whatever the, the goal may be. I pulled boats out of thin air, I guess, probably because it's summer. But I really noticed that the two goals that I deal with at, at a high level for most people are retirement and, and giving money away to someone to impact their life. Do you run into those same questions a lot or, or comments, goals a lot? Absolutely. Uh, some people come to me and that's their main focus. You know, I want to get to the point to where I can invest more or help my children more or I want to, or they want to get to the point to where they can retire. Um, maybe they're older when they come to me and they want to make sure that when they actually do retire, that they can manage their money in a way that allows them to live a life they love. They don't want to live paycheck to paycheck anymore. They really want to have their debt gone and be able to manage their cash well. As Dave Ramsey would say, you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Absolutely. Uh, so speaking of Dave Ramsey, you're a Dave Ramsey financial coach. Yes. What, what does that process look like? I'm guessing a lot of it is baby steps, um, which I think is a phenomenal program to get uh, people to be comfortable with making financial decisions. And it's very easy, actionable ideas. But my guess is you help people really take that to a next level. And not only do you uh, help take that to a next level, but also probably provide a lot of one-on-one -on -one accountability partner and behavioral finance and just someone that a person can reach out to and build a personal connection with and just say, am I doing the right thing, Crystal? So what does it look like for you, you know, in maybe some of your processes and just how you help people with, with their budget? Right, absolutely. So one of the things that I do after we really start digging into that why is we start putting together a plan. Um, I like to call it a spending plan. It sounds better than a budget. People associate budget with a negative connotation. So I, I really focus on calling it a spending plan. And uh, we just evaluate where their debt is, uh, where they want to be, and start putting together um, a spending plan uh, that allows them to eliminate that debt. And I do prefer walking people through those baby steps. I do believe that is the best way to, for the most part, to eliminate debt. Um, there's a lot of psychological benefits of paying off those debts, smallest to largest. Um, and it helps people keep momentum and keeps them encouraged. Um, and one of the things that I do is, you know, I meet with people a couple times a month, usually, um, to hold them accountable 
They're not just out there on their own trying to figure out how to do this or what comes next. Um, I'm there with them to guide them, hold them accountable, and I'm that person they can come to to bounce ideas off of. When they get a, an idea about, well, should we spend money on this or should we do that? We talk about it. We talk about how it's going to affect them in the future, you know, where they want to be. Um, and if that's something, you know, that really fits into their goals. Budgeting is really hard for a lot of people. I admittedly hate budgeting. My wife does the budgeting in our family. I just, I love personal finance. It's hard for me to get behind budgeting, but I know that it is one of the most important pieces of someone's financial success. Do they have the ability or pursuit of success? You know, do they have an awareness? And I think that's what budgeting does the best of. I love your idea of a, of a spin plan because it, it just creates awareness around where is your money going? And not that you have to say, well, I can only spend $100 a month on this. But just being able to look and see, you know, the Excel document or even the written, written out piece of paper or the zero-based budgeting or however you want to do it, the envelope system. But it provides awareness of really where are you spending your money and helps you analyze how you can maybe better implement your monies to pursue your goals. So I, I, I love your, your spin plan. And I just, I wish people would, would rethink about budget and make it not so much of a curse word and more just think of it as, you know, this is just a snapshot to make you aware of, you know, your day-to-day, -day, you know, personal financial spending and, and how you spend money. But it's automatically a, a, a curse word for most people. They put up their roadblock and, and they just want to bury their head in the sand. Absolutely. People feel like budgeting is restrictive. Uh, but when I present it to people, um, I present it in a manner that, that it's really just a plan for your money and it really gives you permission to spend money. So if you want to go on vacation, budget for it. If you want to pay cash for a, a large, uh, maybe furniture or a large expense, just save for it. Just put a plan together to save and pay cash and avoid new debt. It, and it usually allows people to really picture their goals on paper much easier and actually be able to start seeing progress towards those goals versus, uh, you know, if they just bury their hand and they or bury their head and they do feel restrictive and, and they don't start taking micro actions. I talked on the last podcast about just taking micro actions. You know, when we think about, I need a thousand dollar emergency fund, which is baby step one for Dave Ramsey. Most people are thinking, I'm never going to get $1,000. I don't know how to do it. And it's just not going to happen. And it's overwhelming because it's $1,000 and I don't have it. And I think it's important for people to think about goals and, and, and budgeting specifically as a, as a, me, as a way to, to pursue and make progress towards your goals, whatever they may be. But think about it in micro actions. I mean, if you save a thousand, I'm mean, excuse me, a hundred dollars a month for 10 months. Now you have your thousand dollar emergency fund. And, you know, if you can, um, obviously I'm being overly simplistic here, but if you can break whatever your goals may be into these micro actions, then it becomes less restrictive 
uh, feels like a weight lifted off your shoulders, like you actually can achieve, you know, what, what your goals are. Similar to what you mentioned about uh, the debt snowball, which is paying off your debts from smallest to largest. And there's some math behind, should you pay the highest rate off first or, or the smallest debt off first? I, like you, agree with paying the smallest debt off first and snowballing to the next biggest debt and then the third biggest debt because it does build momentum. And the same thing happens with micro actions and goals. As you start to check off all these micro actions and you go from $100 a month in your in your $1,000 emergency fund and then you're up to 300 and then you're up to 500, you start building that that momentum and that intensity and you want to see it fulfilled. And it, and it usually makes it easier to, to pursue. Exactly. And that's exactly what I teach people is to break it all down. It, we, it's, we don't need to get overwhelmed by our goals. We need to break them down into bite-sized pieces that we can actually accomplish. And over time, it will make the difference. It will. So we've got just a few more minutes. We'll, we'll you know, kind of wrap it up. I wanted to maybe just talk in closing about are you taking on new new clients and if you are how uh, is the best way for those people to to reach out to you yes i am accepting new clients um, and the best way to reach me would be through my website and that's smartmoneyfinancialcoaching.com um, and there's a link on there to schedule a complimentary consultation and again, my only goal during that consultation is to understand your situation and to help you determine if coaching is right for you. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I, I do want to kind of say one of the differences between a coach like yourself and a, a certified financial planner like myself is that, you know, I while I can do a lot of the budgeting and goal setting and, and a lot of that, I give investment advice. So I help people implement their investment strategy as well. But I, I really, um, you know, I think having a financial coach like yourself to really dig into the, the budgeting side, again, that's not my strong suit. And I admit that right off the bat. So, you know, having a coach like you to help implement the budget, um, I think is super, super important. Because I think it sets up the rest of someone's financial probability of success is having a good solid foundation. I'm going to put a, a link to your website in the show notes with your email address as well, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. And again, I appreciate you coming on. I want to also say that, you know, Paradigm Wealth Partners and Smart Money uh, Financial Coaching and LPL Financial are uh, not in any way affiliated you know, we do not share any sort of revenue sharing agreements or anything like that. So, you know, there's no conflicts of interest here. What I really want to do is just bring other individuals and business owners that I know of and maybe help connect someone that is looking for help to someone who can help. And so, you know, there is no affiliation. I just know, again, of Crystal over the last year or two, uh, having conversations with her and uh, she's helped a few of my clients. And then, so I wanted to just, you know, bring her on, let her talk about how she can make an impact possibly in, in your life. So again, thanks for coming on Crystal today. 
thank you everyone for tuning in. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast with the wealth, please do so. We look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us on What the Wealth. For more information, get in touch with Jonathan at whatthewealth.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any information that can help you create the life you love. and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Paradigm Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific tax issues with a qualified tax advisor.